Saints have won it. It's a base hit. It's a 1-0 10-inning victory. Welcome to the Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball Podcast. My name is Brent. As always, I'm here with my good friend Jordan. How are we doing? I am doing well and enjoying the beautiful weather in Minnesota. It is a cool 36 degree. It feels like a heat wave. Yeah, it is like it's 50 and sunny in the good old Dayton, Ohio. Uh, opening day might be good old 70 and sunny. We'll see. Yeah, and then next week when I'll be in Florida, it'll be like 70. So I'm excited. Yeah, tell people what you're doing. I know you're going down there for uh, spring training, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, next week, Friday, we land in Orlando due to uh, reasonable ticket pricing for flights. And then we're jetting down to Fort Myers that evening, staying the night there, waking up and heading straight to uh, Twin Spring Training. So we're going to spend the duration of the day next Saturday in uh, Fort Myers. And then the game's at 5 o'clock, and they'll be playing the Pirates so hopefully we get to see everyone practice and do their thing before the game, watch the game. And then the following morning, that Sunday, we're heading to Port Charlotte where the Twins will be playing the Rays. So I'm excited about that. And then if we can squeeze in yet another game, uh, it'll be Monday in Lakeland, Tigers-Braves. So that's a lot of spring training action. If we have the time to hit all the games, we will. But uh, we're looking forward to seeing some friends down there, the Parrish brothers, if we can hit up the game and likely with us, we will be going to that game for sure as well. So, yeah, again, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, for all the years I lived in Florida, it was like five. I had never ventured down to Fort Myers, even though it's like a three-hour drive. And I guess it takes me three years to be back in Minnesota to fly back down and visit. So I'm excited. Yeah, I feel like that's what it was like, too, when we were both down there. I was down there for like three years, never went I mean, went to like usually a spring training game a year, but never when you're there, you don't take advantage of it. But yeah. when you're away from it, then you're like, oh, my God, I have to go. It's just it's it's that it's like a mind factor thing. Yeah. And I think that I actually went to quite a few spring training games. Um, I'd say probably at least five or six a year. It was just like I think the twins team that we had at that point in time was just not all that competitive. Mm-hmm. And I was more so interested in like going to see the Braves or seeing the Astros or seeing the Phillies, the Pirates, any of those teams in various different cities. But uh, taking the commute down to Fort Myers shouldn't have ever been an obstacle because we could have also seen the Red Sox there too. But again, in 2020, new year, new me, uh, new year for the Twins especially. I think there's a lot of high hopes. I've got the high hopes for the team and the organization. So that's why we're venturing down. So I'm excited. Yeah, I actually remember when I worked at the Atlanta Braves spring training complex that was on Disney World at the ESPN Wild World of Sports. Uh, that was probably the most spring training I got when I was stealing baseball bats out of the dumpsters. <laughs> and they're hanging up on my wall now. I know one was Brandon Beachy, and then I remember walking past Freddie Freeman and Dan Ugla in the hallway, and they're just chill. Hey, what's up? And yeah. I, I did the food and beverage part of the stadium. So we all had the same hallway. So it was pretty cool seeing everybody. Yeah, that was funny. I remember you taking home that bat. <laughs> um, Pull it out of the dumpster that day. They, I just saw him throw. He was walking. He just throws it in there. I was like, what the heck? I'm going to go grab that. <laughs> that is now mine. Make yep. cool. One of the highlights of my uh, spring training visits in previous years was 
getting a Miggy Cabrera foul ball. Mm. I ended up spilling my beer, but uh, at, you know, I was at Disney, so all I had to do was say the ball tipped over my beer, and I got a free one. So <laughs> I got a ball and a beer. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't believe they left because, honestly, that complex was so nice for spring training. Yeah, it is. Crazy. Yeah, one thing, too, that I wanted to talk about, too, before we get into our AL West preview, the MLB app doesn't come up on TV, certain TVs now, and people and the commissioner are wondering why people aren't watching baseball. Well, when you block out, like you said, the entire country of Canada for the Rays games and you pull start pulling your apps off TVs, that's going to really piss people off. The Jays games, Blue Jays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. And uh, that's like, so I downloaded the app originally when, my, when I got my parents this LG TV a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this past year, I was like, oh, let's watch some games. So then I went, resorted back to the app and then I couldn't open it. And it said, uh, due to being an LG TV, this app cannot be opened or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> So I don't know what they're doing. And like I said earlier about the Blue Jays and how the whole country of Toronto is being blacked out. Like I'm thankful that I'm watch I'm currently watching the twins and blue Jays in Florida right now. So I'm watching that live as Barrios faces Anthony K right now at CenturyLink sports complex. Yeah. It's a joke. It's like uh, the commissioner is so surprised at all these things, but yet they can't, quite seem to figure it out they can't market their star players i mean if he would just look over at the next sport look at some nba and nfl and see how they do it there you go but uh, nfl too though they're you can illegal stream their stuff on the computers and stuff so that don't matter and we're also talking about the same guy that referred to the world series trophy as a piece of metal so we can just carry on with our conversation now (laughs) yeah all right, let's get to the AL, AL West because there's a lot of fun teams. One of the better teams that I think that will be in the league is there this year. We'll start off with the Astros. Uh, we're not going to talk about what's going on. We're just going to go over their team. And I think this year they are going to be super competitive. I think Jose Altuve is going to have a borderline career year like he's already had. And I think Lance McCullers is going to be a guy to keep an eye on and a guy to draft. Who's your guys? Uh, With the Houston Astros team, I think there's a lot of question marks as far as who's going to be in the rotation at the beginning of the year and then who's going to remain in the rotation as the year progresses due to guys like Forrest Whitley, um, Jose Arcady, and other guy like you just don't know with like Josh James I feel like he's kind of a speculative ad to uh start the season in the rotation he's currently in roster uh resource number their fifth starter so if Lance McCullers gets stretched out and play in pitches 32 starts I mean there's a lot of different variables that come into that rotation but um I do like I mean, as far as the offense, it basically remains the exact same to last mm-hmm. year. Um, but like you said, Lance McCullers, there is upside there, but I am just more so concerned with the workload that he's going to have. Um, guys, I do I do like Josh James. Out of that rotation, I like Josh James the most as far as upside because you can get him late in drafts right now. Mm-hmm. 
and it's still not confirmed that he will be starting in the rotation, but I still think that if he does get it, get that opportunity and he runs with it, Forrest Whitley will not be getting called up. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I see their rotation. Um, offensively, I personally think uh, Jose Altuve will struggle this year due to all the speculation and whatever is going on right now that we don't really want to talk about and waste our time on. Mm-hmm. But I think that that could be an ongoing struggle with him to kind of overcome in 2020. Mm-hmm. Whereas a guy like Alex Bregman, I think is probably going to be the heart and soul of that lineup. And um, Yuli Gurriel, I don't think he's going to be able to replicate this past season's uh, production. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, that. I think that's kind of like his peak. And we've already talked about guys like Jordan Alvarez doing what he did, striking out a lot, hitting out of home runs, whatever. Um, Carlos Correa. Another he's already banged up. Yeah, and he's currently projected to bat seventh in that lineup, which is not all that appealing, obviously. So the Astros being what they are, if Kyle Tucker, however, gets opportunities to play, I think he has the most upside um, and could surprise a lot of people. So on the offensive side, Kyle Tucker is my pick. And the pitching side, Josh James is my pick. And then um, if we resort to the bullpen, my boy Ryan Presley – the X twin is my guy. I think mm. that if he, if Roberto Azuna ends up doing some BS outside of baseball again, he gets suspended or hurt or doesn't perform well. Presley's going to take the job, run with it, and isn't going to give it up. So that's kind of where I see their team. Yeah, one guy to keep an eye on too as well. I actually have him in one of my minor spots in our dynasty league. Miles Straw, he is a Billy Hamilton type with better contact. He can run. And I think if Correa misses time, Miles Straw is going to slide right into that shortstop area. But he's going to be – I think he, they're going to develop Miles Straw like they developed Marwin Gonzalez. He's going to be a super util with good speed and good bat skills. I mean, that's okay. – yeah, I, think, I like Miles Straw. I think he used to be a top prospect. Not top, top, but top in their system. He was a top ten. Nice. So we shall see. All right, moving on to the Oakland A's, a team that you have started to like back in the day, and I've started, because you talk about them so much, I've started to kind of fall in love with them as well, and they're going to be the team that I'm going to have to watch this year, working until 11 o'clock at night. So a guy that I got on offense that I think will bounce back very nicely, and he said he wants to hit 247 again, and that is Chris with the K Davis. I think you're going to be looking at around 40 home runs and 100 RBIs again and around the 240-250 range. And for my pitcher, Shamanaya, I think he he does, I, I pitched with him last night on MLB The Show. His fastball only goes up to 91, and his slider isn't that great. But I think he could be a nice guy right in the rotation this year as well. Well, there you go. I like the uh... – healthy projections for Chris Davis, uh, especially for him being 32 and only being a DH, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about age uh, in this day in 2020 of baseball, he's 32 years old, only DHing. We've got Nelson Cruz, 39, hitting 40 plus. We've got Donaldson signing a massive contract, age 34. I know I'm resorting to only twins references here, but um, 32 Edwin years old. DH. What's that? Edwin and Canarcion. Yeah, so like all these guys, I mean, they're only DHing, and if he can just remain healthy and they don't put him in the field like they did in Pittsburgh when we were there last mm-hmm. May, um, can't get banged up, 
he's going to be able to produce. And I think that that's kind of why I targeted him in our most recent uh, Dynasty League, mm-hmm. just because of his upcoming production in, in the next two to three years. So I really like that pick. But um, as far as upside guys, Ramon Lariano probably has the most upside uh, due to him being banged up this past year. And I think what he was doing prior to injury mm-hmm. and then coming back, I think if he can remain healthy all season long, he's got the most upside in that lineup. Um, but a guy, a guy that a lot of people really aren't talking about is Marcus Simeon. Um, he was top five in total bases all of in 2019. And um, that's in good company, right? So all the guys on that list I referenced today were all studs and considered um, cornerstones in fantasy baseball. So, to be referred to in that lineup and currently projected to bat first. I think he's going to be able to score a lot of runs and hopefully get back to that 30 homer plateau. So him being only 29 years old and being a AL MVP candidate last year, mm-hmm. there is a uh, promise there, but um, another one of your boys, Matt Olson, mm-hmm. you love him. I loved him last year. I bet. I thought I actually selected him a bit too high in the draft and um, do that Hambit bone injury, he bounced back immensely well, uh, better than most people thought, and was just a stud. So he's got high hopes in 2020 and um, could, I don't know if he could surpass 45-plus homers, but it's definitely, he's got the pedigree to do it if anybody does. Uh, If we were to, what was that? Simeon finished third in the MVP voting last year. Third. That's on top of the dome for me. And I just because I, I mean, I did, he was a guy that I don't really target, but he kind of fell to me in our draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of excited about him. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking about catchers here, and that's one of the weakest positions in all of baseball, we all know that. But Sean Murphy, I think, has some upside, uh, not necessarily batting eighth in that lineup, but if he does get everyday playing time, he's one of the better pit, uh, catcher prospects in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, he should not be overlooked especially if you're a guy like myself that's resorts to not drafting catchers even at all like I did last year. So mm-hmm. if he falls in your lap, you should not be discouraged by uh, grabbing him if you can. Um, but we are going to be talking about pitching. Two guys that are going to be starting this year, Jesus Lazardo and A.J. Puck. Uh, Puck pitched yesterday. Uh, definitely like what we saw. Um, struck out Chris Bryant in three consecutive pitches. Mm-hmm. Not a reason why I'm high on him, but Puck before injuries in his minor league career, he had a blossoming future. And I think that if, I mean, if he comes out hot out of the gates going into 2020, he might be right there alongside Jesus Lazardo for mm-hmm. maybe an a, uh, AL rookie candidate, rookie of the year candidate. So I like Puck. Um, I also like Lazardo. Uh, I think those guys have immense upside going into 2020. Lazardo's two years younger, but I'm currently on the puck train. So puck nasty it is for me. There you go. I like that puck nasty. Get it trending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one guy to keep an eye on as well. He's not actually in their starting rotation, but he had a nice little season last year. And I think if Luzardo or Puck struggle, he will slide right in there and take a rotation spot while they find their stuff back. And that's Chris Bassett. Last year, he pitched 144 innings, a 3.81 ERA, and he had 141 strikeouts. So his K-9 was right, pretty much a strikeout per inning. And, I, I mean, his whip was 1.19. He's a nice guy to have for a safety blanket if Luzardo or Puck struck or uh, 
if they struggle. Yeah. I could see that. The uh, Also, for referring to the bullpen, Liam Hendricks, mm-hmm. I mean, he Their had nice. rock-solid season last year, but so did Trinan the year before, and uh, now he's a middle-relief, late-relief guy for the Dodgers. So you really don't know what's going to happen with relievers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean – Yes, I was. I'm more high on Presley than I am Hendricks, just because of the track record, and there's a little bit bigger sample size there. But Hendricks could even be better this year. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. It's kind of a mixed bag there with the bullpen. But uh, yeah, Hendricks. Hendricks will be drafted higher than he should be in any any facet. I feel like that's kind of the case. So yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Lou Trevino, I remember we met his, what, uncles last year in Pittsburgh or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I think he's got, I mean, his velocity is 98 to almost 100. And last year, the beginning of the season, the first half, he was one of the best release pitchers in baseball. And yeah. he kind of fell apart in the second half. So I He mean, was it, actually being rostered in fantasy leagues. Yeah, and he wasn't even, like, their closer because he was that good. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the Texas Rangers and the staple in their lineup that just sits on the top is the choo-choo train, but I don't want to really talk about him because you know what you're going to get from him. A guy that I would have my eye on and is, I mean, he's already pretty good, but Joey Gallo, I think, I put on Twitter for a late-night hot take, he might be an MVP this year, and I still believe that. I think you could look at 50-plus home runs, and in their rotation, Kyle Gibson from the Twins, if he can find what he had two years ago for your fourth starter, that's pretty nice. Yeah, if he brings over anything that Lance Lynn did after mm. he was on the Twins, he's gonna have he could have an electrifying <laughs> 2020 season. So yeah. uh, that's kind of that. So who 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 do you got? Who are your guys? Uh, if we're talking offense, Joey Gallows are obviously like the heart and soul of that lineup if mm-hmm. healthy Danny Santana I think that Danny Santana if he gets re- everyday playing time like he did last season will hit for average and will surprise you again in 2020 mm. um, switch hitter everyday playing time basically plays everywhere on the diamond um, and really contributed last year with even in the stolen base category so I think he's a guy that should not be overlooked and with due to his versatility will be an asset for you in 2020 but a guy that I do really like this year who's really turned heads in September of 2019, and that is Willie Calhoun. Mm-hmm. I think Willie Calhoun will hit for power and uh, be the prospect that we all thought he would be. Tw- only 25 years old right now. I've got the shares in him, and I will continue to grab shares in future drafts, and I think you should too. So don't forget about him, and don't overlook him. Target him if you can. Uh, Nick Solak, as far as a rookie, should be a stud. I think that a lot of guys are in this industry are relatively high on him as they should be. And I think that when, I mean, he played last late last season and was a stud. And I still think that he can provide that again early on in the season and going into the later second half. So that's where I stand on the offensive side. And then we're talking pitching. I think this pitching staff is pretty darn solid, especially if yeah. Corey Kluber um, performs like you think he will. So Corey Kluber, Mike Minor, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and then Jordan Lyles 
which is really nothing to talk about. But um, one through four is pretty, pretty darn solid. So I like Corey Kluber the most, even though a lot of people think he's going to be a fluke and a bit mm-hmm. overrated and maybe drafted a little bit too high. But I think that, um, I mean, last year I basically think he took a year off. Yes, he was banged up, got hurt, basically broke his forearm. But I think if he, I mean, he didn't pitch after that injury. And he was supposed to bounce back, never did. I uh, hope, I mean, there's upside that he will come into the season fresh and ready to go and should turn mm-hmm. some heads. So I kind of like him going into 2020. I don't know where I would draft him necessarily in drafts, but I think he is falling right now, but I don't think he should fall too far. So uh, if he falls into your lap and you're in need of pitching, you shouldn't overlook him and snag him when you can. Yeah, he was the most. He pitched the most innings from uh, 2014 to 2018. He led the MLB in innings pitched and was one of the more reliable guys. Won a Cy Young, two Cy Youngs in that stretch as well. Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah. In- What's that? I was I was just gonna bring up another guy that I would avoid as a batter, and I feel like he still gets drafted and kind of high. And the only thing he provides is pop, and that's Rugnid Odor. Like I'm start, I, I avoid him completely now. I know you used to like him back in the day with the potential, but I mean, he, all he does, I mean, he hits you home runs. He doesn't get you anything else. Yeah, he's and especially with the Mendoza line batting average, like I just don't like anything like it. But the but is streak. He's so streaky. Yeah, and I think he usually heats up late August, going into September, and that's by, at that time it's already too late. Yep. So if you can get him in that stretch, if you got an injury during that time. Yes, that you can buy then and pick them up for the time being, but not a full duration of a season. I think that, like you said, it just he's too streaky of a guy, and you don't want like he was batting like one fifty in the yeah. half last year, and there was nothing you wanted. So hands off him, like you said, no, no, no shares for me. Yeah, and just looking at their bullpen, if that's not about the uh bullpen of misfit toys and I don't know what is. I mean they got Cody Allen, Nick Goody, he used to pitch for the Indians, good old reliable Jesse Chavez, Rafael Mon- Montero, I think he was with the Mets, right? Didn't he get suspended for like 160 games or something? Yep. Boy yeah, that's a that's an interesting bullpen, that's for sure. Jose Leclerc will probably run away with the closing gig. Oh, I sure hope so. I mean there's no I mean if any of those guys compete for that, then Jose Leclerc isn't who he's supposed to be. Yeah. You got anything else on the Rangers? I think that basically wraps it up. Um, yeah. Joey Gallo, Danny Santana, and Willie Calhoun are my guys in that in that offense. So we can move on. Mm-mm-mm. That's a nice little team, though. They could, If they all play like they're supposed to, they could uh, be competitive. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll move on to the Los Angeles Angels and just looking over their lineup, the glaring weakness. I feel like these guys are the Rockies of the AL. They got some studs on offense, but they never can put a solid rotation together. But this might be the best rotation they have had since Mike Trout has gotten there, maybe. Maybe not, maybe. But their lineup, batting lineup, is very nice. I think a guy that's going to bounce back, Justin Upton, I think he will get you 30 and 90 this year, batting in the fifth spot. Albert Pujols is done. Tommy LaStella, I think that was just a little half-season wonder. But – Andrelton Simmons at shortstop. If you can snake him late and you haven't drafted a shortstop yet, I think he could be a nice fit. And pitching wise, you know who I got. 
Julio Tehran. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I got. Julio Tehran. <laughs> <laughs> He's been my guy for since I pretty much started playing fantasy baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's my turn. Okay. So, uh, I would disagree with Tommy LaStella. I think that Tommy LaStella has upside in this season due to the offense around him. I don't think the first half of last season and the season that he did have entirely was a fluke. Um, I think he can make something of it going into 2020, but he's not necessarily a guy that I would target in drafts. Uh, More of like a bench bat early on. Uh, Anthony Rendon could even have a better season than he did in 2019, uh, even though that his 2019 was like one of the better seasons of any baseball player. Um, Mm. I think that with him being behind Trout and ahead of Owatani and Justin Upton in that lineup, I think there's a lot of runs scored for him there. Um, But that's, I mean, as far as Owatani, he's obviously the biggest wild card there because of how he's going to play, when he's going to play, when he's going to pitch, how well he's going to pitch, and injuries. Mm -hmm. I think if that whole team collectively is producing it all at one time i don't i you can't really even project what the what the outcome could be i think that they could be lethal and could surprise quite a few people Mm -hmm. uh a guy on their bench though david fletcher it Mm -hmm. seems like madden really loves him and it sounds like he's a guy that could be batting at the top of that lineup and if we were talking runs scored there he gets on base like he does, he could score triple-digit runs. So that's kind of the guy that's not currently plugged into their lineup in roster resource, but if he does give that opportunity, he could run with it and run you home with the run scored category weekly. Um, when we're talking pitching, Julio Tehran is not a guy I would target necessarily, unlike you, but you are the biggest Julio Tehran fan, so there's that. Uh, if we're talking upside, there's Andrew Heaney, and there's Griffin Canning. I think those two have the most upside in that rotation. And Dylan Bundy will do better in Anaheim, or the Los, An- in Los Angeles than he did in Baltimore. He will give up less homers, and he will just pitch all around better and will be more of a fantasy commodity in 2020. So that's kind of where I see the rotation. But Julio Tehran, Andrew Heaney, Bundy, Canning, that's much better than anything that the Rockies have put together. Um, If we're talking bullpen, Ty Butchery was rather Mm. solid, Um, especially when we saw it. That guy's just a monster. Big guy Ty. Jeez, just a (laughs) a beast. He just stuck out like a sore thumb when we were in Detroit, and uh, he he can produce. Um, Hansel Robles has the closer role on lock for the time being. The guy that's kind of faded away was Cam Bedrosa. Mm-hmm. He had the role. He was targeted in the past couple of years, and now he's kind of faded off into the wind and was like a closer or like an opener, I think, last year at times. So that's kind of where they're at as far as relief help. But Hansel Ro- Robles is not all that appealing in my eyes. Yes, he had the job. He was consistent. But a guy like Ty Buttrey has more upside and more appeal. Um mm-hmm if he were to figure things out and be more reliable on a day-to-day basis. So as far as that, 
that's kind of I mean the biggest wild card, like I said, Shohei Otani. Um, don't know what to project. Not sure how things will let, play out for him. He does. He could hit thirty plus homers and be a Cy Young candidate. I don't know. I don't really know what. It's like a big old wild card. Um, yeah. Gonna pitch probably once a week, as the way it sounds, but unsure when that will actually happen due to his injury and his recovery time. But he will get DH playing time all the time. So we'll see what happens there. But being just twenty five and a half years old, the future is bright for that kid. The guy that I don't understand, and I know you mentioned him too what the love is with Andrew Heaney. I don't get it. I've never understood it. The only season that he's had that's like, oh, okay. But he only pitched 105 innings was in 2015. He had a 3-4-9 ERA with a 1-2 whip. But he wasn't striking guys out in 2015. His K-9 was around 7, 7-8. And last season, he had only 95 innings pitched, and he almost had a 5 ERA. So I don't, I don't quite understand the Heaney hype. And then in 2018, he had 180 innings pitched, but he still had a 4-1-5 ERA and a 1-2 whip. And he, his K-9 was pretty much nine flat. But why? Yeah. what do you think? Why do people love him? Because on Twitter, too, like all the Alex Fasts and all them, they love Andrew Heaney. Why is the question? I just think as far as what he's shown, there's been glimpses of hype. Um, I, he's just personally not a guy that I would target due to his injuries. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a guy like the most he's, he, he started 30 games in 2018, uh, delivered 17 quality starts and his area was a four, one, five with a one, two whip. Um, mm-hmm. aside from that, he's, he had 18 starts last year, only four of them quality and a four, nine whip, as you mentioned. I mean, I, I don't know. He's been banged up a lot. But being just 28 years old, there's just that prospect pedigree that he did have, and I think that's what people are believing in. And maybe a spin rate or other rates or whatever make people believe. But again, um, he's a late flyer. So if he's going under the radar and he's a guy that you want, his ADP is currently 178. If that's your guy, you take him. But um, I'm just not the biggest Heaney fan. I'll throw a couple juicers at you here. Uh Andrew Heaney, 28 years old, 438 career innings pitched, career 4-4-4 ERA, 1.25 whip, 1,360 innings pitched, a career 1-2-1 whip with a 3.67 ERA, 28 years old, Julio Tehran. I'm taking my Tehran all day. Well, yeah, he's also getting drafted much higher. (laughs) Tehran is over Heaney? I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. Like, if you look. Uh, I'll actually I'll pull, start searching that while we go through the Mariners team, but I don't think it's as far apart as you think. So Tehran's getting in the two hundreds, I think, late two hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's I haven't looked at eighty every year. Both guys aren't really on top of my list. I'm usually I'm so, as listeners will know, I'm a pitcher first guy. So oh, yeah, these guys aren't even on my in my rotation. <laughs> so, yeah, you go after completely. Uh, yeah, I get I get guys that are good. <laughs> not guys that have, not, not guys that are just big old question marks that you're gonna plug in and play and just risk it for the biscuit. No, I like more uh, sure things in my rotation. So, Julio Tehran, three hundred and fourteen average draft picks sounds, in fan tracks. That sounds about right. <laughs> Andrew Heaney, hundred and seventy-eight. I know. What I mentioned that in the world. These Dude. people are smoking. 
Too and, much. And you, got, and you got my boy Dylan Bundy, Ted Bundy's cousin, 307. Stay off the weed, as Stephen A. would say. I don't understand that. I really don't. That makes no sense to me, but whatever. We'll move on. All right. Seattle Mariners. Bunch of young guns. They're wow. going to, I mean, the mix with roster. The mixed bag. Oh, dude, they're so young. I mean, they got, they're going to have, according to roster resource, they're going to have one, two, three, four eligible rookies starting in their batting lineup next year. And pitching wise, they got their boy, Tuan Walker, back. Justice Sheffield, he is a guy that I'd have my eye on. I think he could be pretty good. They got a lot of lefties. Top three guys Marco Gonzalez, Kikuchi, and Sheffield, all lefties. One, two, three. All got big potential, I think. Uh, Kikuchi, yeah. Marco Gonzalez. Uh, he's a, he's been a solid and consistent pitcher the past two years and was a former top prospect with the Cardinals. I like uh, little Marco in my life. Justice Sheffield hasn't really done anything in the major league level. Um, kind of struggled in AAA. Did the most when he was in uh, AA. I was looking at his stats yesterday. Um, but, yeah, that rotation's – they're going to finish rock bottom in this AL West. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, yeah. They're, 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 I, this, is, this is a lineup that's comparable, I would say, to the Tigers in the AL Central. Mm-hmm. There's not much really going on for them. Um, if we're talking about any appeal offensively, the Shed and Kyle Lewis, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, maybe yeah. get you some Vogelbach if you're going to need some homers, but that's really all he's going to provide you. And Tom Murphy, though, is if we're talking catchers, and I hate that I'm bringing catchers up now twice, but uh, Tom Murphy is projected to do like 24, 25 homers and like 80 RBIs. He's going to bat fourth in that lineup. Sure. Let's see what he can do. But uh, a guy like Malik Smith, I was high on early on in 2019. But the guy just continued to disappoint me and not steal. If he's not stealing big, mm-hmm. he's not doing anything for you because mm-hmm. no one's going to really drive him in in this lineup. Shed Long thinks he's good, but is he? Uh, he's a very confident individual um, if you look at his Twitter feed. And I currently follow him and have him in our Dynasty League. If he's a guy that does actually produce, um, as far as his confidence level, batting two could have the most upside in that lineup. But a guy that we do like, as we talked about previously, is Kyle Lewis, especially in late August going into September mm-hmm. last season. All he did was hit home runs and only being 24 years old. Big prospect back in his day, and I think there is um, some shine there to his game. But that rotation I'm not even going to discuss. No guys I'm going to target. Um, my rotation should be complete, and then my backup starters will be already done before I, any, I even look at drafting any of these guys. So uh, I'll drop the mic there. Yeah, I like Shed Long. Actually, to give him a little more confidence, I'm playing with the Oakland A's in MLB The Show. And when I play against the Mariners, for some reason, Shed Long is tough to strike out, and he always gets a hit off me, and it's kind of frustrating. Well, well, well. MLB The Show, referencing real-life baseball. (laughs) I have to. I just think – I just found that interesting. But with the Mariners – I think a guy that you can get a little cheap fantasy numbers from, Kyle Seeger. I know he's one of my oldies but goodies, 
He is. Gosh, I should have. No, you started me on Kyle Seager, and then I like six years ago. But now he's thirty-three years old and hasn't done anything. It's because he's been hurt, but I think he's a cheap source of. uh... Yeah, so is every thirty-something in baseball for you. Every guy is thirty-three years old and could be targeted (laughs) by Brent Herzog. (laughs) Oh shoot! Are we talking about uh, Evan Longoria here too? Oh, God, no, that was just my little late-night uh, hot take. But just watch. Some of this is going to happen. Look, I predicted the winner of our fantasy league last year and was pretty accurate. Yeah, someone did you a favor there because you don't even remember that. <laughs> no, I didn't. But one thing that we can talk about, Jack Flaherty. We're the ones that we – I mean, I feel like we started the love on the Flaherty, and now he had a great showing yesterday with his curveball, and all these guys are starting to jump on the wagon. Yeah, so get Flaherty, on before you fall off. Flaherty looked rather stellar yesterday, but I also just want to mention to our listeners that Evan Longoria is 34 and so and Kyle Seeger is 33. There is very like a solid comparison there because of their age and Brent's interest level. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I'm decently competitive in fantasy baseball with drafting my oldies but goodies and then prospects later on. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just referencing that these guys are basically like the same. And you love them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I love? Carlos Gonzalez is with the Seattle Mariners. Ken Griffey and Cargo, I know they have a pretty good relationship. They both have houses in uh, Windermere, Florida. They always work out in the offseason together. It's, I think it's kind of funny that uh, he ends up with the Mariners. Yeah. Cargo. Uh- He's another guy. Yeah, there you go. 34 years old. No, do not target him. I'm not saying target cargo. I just think I just like him on the Mariners. I think that's cool. Yeah. But one guy for saves, cheap saves, Carl Edwards Jr. Before the season, before we hit the all-star break, he will be the Seattle Mariners closer. Hot take. There's no hot take there. Who else is taking the job? Matt McGill. He's like, he's the one that everyone's saying, oh, he's got the job. No, it's Carl Edwards. Yeah, Carl Edwards got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just Gordon, love my – What's that? D. Gordon's going to be on the bench. Uh, he'll probably – I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, just because Shed Long will be playing. <laughs> All right. Moving on. This, this team's rough. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. You don't want to talk about the Mariners? You don't like it? <laughs> no. Uh, we should maybe talk about Heaney's and uh, Tehran's insane <laughs> average draft position disparity. Yeah, we could talk about a lot of things. I just don't – I mean, there's not much to be said. Yeah, about the Mariners? Yeah, there's not much here. Yeah. I was Mike thinking Mitch, Mitch been... Hanniger, Mitch Hanniger, 29 years old, currently Spurs. injured. But uh, when he comes back – Maybe he'll be – I mean, he looks – like I guess that's the guy that I overlooked in this conversation is Hanniger. I think he's probably the best player when healthy in this lineup. Mm-hmm. There's not much upside there because of what we, what we know when he is healthy and what he delivers. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, so that's the AL West preview that we have for you. Uh, we have – we potentially have Zach from Bases Loaded on a couple future shows, and then uh, Shelly with Dynasty Child Podcast, and she works for, you know who she works for? A bunch of pretty she big works, baseball sites. She writes for Pitcher List. 
Yeah, right for pitcher list. And I I also got the third base prospect for the University of Dayton on. He's he's probably going to get drafted in the sixth, seventh round of the this year's draft. He's going to hop on for a show or two. They're in Florida right now for spring training, actually. So he's pretty busy. Nice. We should discuss while we're uh, going into or while we're still on the AL West. Uh, let's go over projections as far as how the division will, division will shape up, who we have as uh, any Cy Young candidates, and then obviously the reigning MVP, Mike Trout. That's a consensus pick, I believe, for both of us, correct? Yeah, I think uh, obviously Trout MVP. I think a dark horse MVP, Matt Olson. I think the Cy Young would be, for me, Verlander. I think a dark horse pitcher that is going to produce Corey Kluber, like you said. I think Kyle Lewis could potentially be the rookie of the year in all of baseball. And that's who I got. I've got rookies of the year uh, pretty close. So I'd go offensively, Kyle Tucker, if he does get the playing time. And then if we're taking a pitcher, I'd go Jesus Lazardo, mm. uh, MVP, the Trout. Um, Cy Young's. I mean, it's pretty easy to say Verlander out of this division. Um, any surprises? I'm trying to think if there's some guy that would just, mm, yeah, I guess Verlander would take it. Um, yeah, weak pitching in this division, batting, weak champ, pitch. batting champ, Trout, Marcus Simeon. Hey, you never know. Uh, how the division will shape up, though, if we're going based off record, I would love to see the Astros not win the division and then either the Angels or A's and then Astros finish third. Then it would be uh, topped off with the Rangers at four and the Mayors at five. Yeah, I got the A's winning it. Uh, Astros second, Angels third, Rangers four, Mariners fifth. Yeah, I just think that what, what – with what the Angels did this offseason, with the moves they've made and what the what the team they had prior to their any any additions that they had, I feel like they've climbed the ladder and I think they could actually make an impact. But I guess, yeah. it, like I said, it all evolves around Shohei Otani. I think if they get the production they want out of him and uh, he ends up being the showtime, they should uh, do quite well. Yeah, I think a potential team to get, if it depends what the Mets do, to get Noah Syndergaard is the Los Angeles Angels. I think they could send a package away, including like Jared Walsh, a couple other prospects to get Syndergaard. So I think that could be a possibility around All-Star break if the Angels are doing well and the Mets are struggling. Yeah. So we shall see. You got anything else? I think that should be it. It's a relatively short show, but if we're talking about we could we could be talking about all the scandal that is the Houston Astros, but we'd rather save the ears because everybody's hearing about it everywhere else. I don't know if there's anything else to discuss as far as baseball is concerned. You got anything? No, not right now. Spring training's starting. It's exciting. In a month we'll have MLB baseball. Let's go. I'm currently watching the game. The twins are up two nothing on the Toronto Blue Jays. And my boy Miguel Sano scored the run. And I think he's going to be the AL MVP with 50 dingers. Let's go. All right. So if you guys, we appreciate you listening. 
Uh, we've been doing real well lately, and that's because of all you listeners. If you like our podcast, you can rate us, or you can tell your friends about us. Let them know. We're just regular guys talking about fantasy baseball. You can follow us on Twitter at exitvelo underscore bh at exitvelo underscore jr. Thank you again for listening, and have a nice day.